Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in. In this week's sermon, Pastor Jonathan proclaims the message of Christ as the Good Shepherd on what is affectionately known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Not an official day in the church year, but nonetheless, it's that weekend when we focus on this image and metaphor of Jesus as the one who cares for all of his sheep. And that includes you and me, and that's really good news. So I hope that you get something out of this week's message and that it speaks to your life. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This is the fourth Sunday of Easter and what is known as sort of an unofficial holy day on the church calendar. This is Good Shepherd Sunday. When we hear those comforting words of the 23rd Psalm and through the three-year lectionary, then we hear three different stories describing the kind of shepherding God that God is. And as we gathered last week for Pastor Kim's final sermon with us, we heard that amazing gospel lesson from last week, which she didn't even preach on. I was thinking about a sermon that I had in the back of my mind for that particular text, and I was lamenting last week With this being Good Shepherd Sunday, it's obviously a great image, but I wasn't feeling Good Shepherd Sunday last week. And I thought, maybe I'll go back and I'll preach that sermon that I had since Kim didn't even preach on it last week. And I was thinking about that throughout the day on Sunday. But then Sunday evening happened. We had a tragic accident. And in the blink of an eye... An incredibly gifted, vivacious young mother was gone from our Prince of Peace family. Stephanie Vesper, nurtured, loved, and supported by this community, had died. And now there could be no better image to lift up this day than the Good Shepherd. This year's narrative from John has Jesus once again coming upon a group that does not believe. They want him to come out and say whether or not he is the Messiah, but Jesus tells them to look at his works and see that he is. But that, of course, is not enough for them, but Jesus lets them know that it is for his sheep. His sheep simply are his sheep. They know him, and he is completely committed to them. It's nice to get a pat on the back as Jesus says that his sheep know him and follow him, but it's also very comforting to know that once we are his, no one will ever snatch us from his hand. Because the reality is that in difficult times like these, we can find ourselves in those doubting roles. On Sunday afternoon when it was confirmed that Stephanie had died, I had this feeling that we all know of being punched in the gut by terrible news. I also had this sensation of the cumulative effect of tragedy striking our lives. As I talked to Stephanie's mother, Nancy, on the phone that night, I was picturing their house and stopping by there on another terrible day in the life of Prince of Peace when Paul Leiter died. 
who lived very close to the Franks. Many of you now didn't know Paul since it's been six or so years since his death. But Paul was an amazingly full-of-life disciple at Prince of Peace that also died tragically, but in a very different way when he was murdered. As I stood there in my yard with that sick feeling in my stomach, the other, that other day came racing back to me. The 6 a.m. phone call, the utterly distressed Ann, his wife, on the other end of the line, going to the house with police everywhere, reporters lining the streets, it all came back to me. That memory has been in my mind this week as we deal with tragedy once again in our community, along with other tragic deaths that we have seen along the way. And as we gathered Friday for Stephanie's funeral, we heard words of comfort and hope that we sometimes struggle to believe when those close to us have been ripped from our lives. Yet they remain exactly that. Words of promise. Words of hope in the face of the often tragedies of our living. Next weekend, Pastor Kim will graduate from Trinity Seminary, the place where I first learned the theological phrase that has been important to me over the years, that we live in the already but not yet kingdom of God. I've always found this concept helpful when we face the complexities and seeming contradictions of our existence. Jesus' rule of love is already breaking in among us now, but it will not be fully realized until he comes again in glory. It's one of the main themes of our Easter cycle. Jesus is raised from the dead, and through our baptism into his death, we participate in his resurrection life now. In the Eucharist, we get a foretaste of the heavenly banquet. Whereas we heard in Revelation this morning, there will be no more hunger, no more thirst. Every tear will be wiped away. We get now a taste of this meal. But it's only that taste. But we also get those signs of Christ's life-giving resurrection breaking forth into the world comes in big things like heroic rescues, peace between nations, unity between churches. But it comes in little things too, like the laughter of our children and our grandchildren. The clasping of hands with a spouse or a dear friend. It also came to me this week in the convergence of these two tragic stories. A photo of Stephanie the cyclist sitting on a bench honoring Paul, the cyclist, who served as an inspiration to her, as she undoubtedly will now serve as an inspiration to so many of us. We long for and we celebrate these signs of love and resurrection life, yet we know why we have this longing. For while we treasure these signs of God's kingdom breaking in among us, we know that it is not yet fully realized. Sometimes the world seems to be falling down around us. There are problems in our world, perpetual violence between nations and on our city streets, even in our schools as we saw yet another school shooting last week. We see some suffer while others are healed. We see children playing carefree while other families mourn. 
divisions in families, divisions between nations, divisions even in what is supposed to be the one body of Christ. We know what it is to be in the midst of the great ordeal. And we long to wash our robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb. So in the midst of this tension between the kingdom of God, which is already breaking in among us through Jesus, but not yet fully realized, we find ourselves with moments of doubt. Sometimes we even wonder, is Jesus really there watching over us and guiding us? Or sometimes we might feel we know exactly what it means to be following Jesus, yet no one around us seems to get it, and so we wonder if Jesus is really leading us, why can't he whip all of these people into shape? These kinds of questions haunt us all the time, even the most faithful, which is why it's so important for us to be reminded of what it means to be a part of God's flock. To be one of the sheep is to be part of the promise to share in the resurrection and know that no matter what it is that confronts us, and no matter how lost this world may seem, no matter how lost we may feel, the Good Shepherd is still there guiding us all along together as the kingdom is revealed among us and as we anticipate that great banquet feast to come. And together really is the key word there. The good shepherd gathers the flock because he knows that there are evils and tragedies that are possible for us. So the good shepherd is the one that holds us together, that binds us together as the one body of Christ. I did pretty well keeping it all together emotionally as I led the service on Friday until it came time for the meal. And then as my daughter Margaret sang in the background, I kept seeing all of these members of our body of Christ here at Prince of Peace coming forward. It was current members, it was former members. Over and over they came with tears in their eyes, here to mourn their loss together, here to support the family together. Tragedies in the world scream of the absence of God. But the enduring, healing, filling love of our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ gently remind us that we are never alone. That the Good Shepherd is constantly gathering the flock to keep us warm and safe in the embrace of the body. Thank you for being the body of Christ to each other this last week. Thank you for caring for each other, for us, and for the Frank family in countless ways. It's always so appropriate when this Good Shepherd Sunday falls on Mother's Day weekend. As we give thanks for the nurturing embrace of our own mothers and remember that we have a nurturing, mothering God that longs to gather us into God's embrace. Thanks be to God for giving us Jesus to be our good shepherd, to be unconditional love for us poured out on the cross and restorative hope for us lifted up in the resurrection. May the promise of the good shepherd continue to gather us together in the flock, to lean on each other, 
and give us hope this day and always. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.